When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for in-depth interviews with the biggest names, brands, and personalities in golf. Our mission, to keep you informed and help you enjoy the game even more. And now, the owner and host of the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, Adam Fonseca. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, episode 208. I am your host, as always, Adam from GolfUnfiltered.com. You can find us all over social media at Golf Unfiltered. You can also send us an email, golfunfiltered at gmail.com. Hello to our friends over at thehackersparadise.com. If you're listening to this on the THP mobile app, hello to our friends over at Cleveland and Strixon Golf. Be sure to check out all their great equipment. You guys know I'm playing them throughout 2019. I say that every episode, and I mean it because they are fantastic pieces of equipment. And hello to our friends over, of course, at BudgetGolf.com. They've got some great sales going on right now. They just had a huge sale for Father's Day and for new graduates. And I'm sure you could probably still find a couple of those items at BudgetGolf.com with those prices. Be sure to leave us a five-star review if you like what we do here on uh, the podcast. Go on to iTunes. You can go on to Spotify. I think there's a review portion. I don't know. But be sure to leave your comments because we do take that feedback very seriously. Speaking of feedback, I want to thank to anyone who responded to the quick little listener survey that we did not too long ago. I forgot to follow up on that uh, in the last episode, but uh, got some good feedback on that, and so I appreciate that. Uh, Definitely maybe do that in the future again, because I think uh, we learned a lot from that. So thanks again to all of you who uh, responded. Today we bring back another repeat guest, Mr. Sam Weprapasorn. He is one of the co-founders and the owner and the man in charge over at Cut Golf. They have just come out with a new dual-core golf ball. It's called the Cut Blue DC. It is really, really good. I've had the chance to play a couple rounds with the DC golf ball. Uh, It behaves very similar to higher-priced premium brands, similar uh, spin, similar distance. In some instances, I would say that it even performs better distance-wise than a couple other balls that I've played in the past. And Sam and I go a little bit deeper into not only the scale and the growth of Cut Golf so far, because they have grown. If you follow them on social media at Cut Golf, you can see what I'm talking about. They've got a great social media presence. Uh, we talk a little bit about that presence as well in today's episode. Specifically, Um, You know, they use a lot of social media influencers, and I know we've been talking a lot about that on our website, as well as past episodes, you know, just about the effectiveness of social media influencers. And, you know, Sam has a good clarifying point that he makes in our conversation today about how he prefers to think about that type of marketing and how does that balance against performance? Because as we all know, there was a very high profile golf ball test that went on earlier in the year. And there's been a lot of chatter on social, and I've spoken to a few folks in the industry who were both positively and negatively reviewed in that test, and other tests as well. Cut Golf actually did not perform, per the test, very well in comparison to the others that it was put up against. And I find that to be pretty unfair, 
and s- certainly Sam does too, of course. But you know, it's a little unfair because, well, first of all, you really can't declare a winner in one of these reviews, and I, I don't necessarily see the point in that. But also because it really does impact a brand negatively, especially if there's not a lot of context on the actual test itself. You know, the, this is real stuff that people are dealing with. You know, and the, and certainly. One side of that argument could say, we'll just make a better product. Well, what does that even mean? What's a good product to me probably isn't going to be the same to you. And if we're going solely off of data, and Sam actually talks a little bit about their testing protocol that they use uh, at Cut Golf, and I appreciate his transparency with that as well. And I think other uh, golf companies should do that. Many do. But I think if transparency is something that we want to get to and really grow the game and educate one another, continue to do that, folks. You know, we could all benefit from that. But if you're only going off of how golf balls uh, perform in one test and not necessarily on course and whether or not your score is being impacted, then I don't think you're getting the full picture. So at any rate, Sam and I have a great conversation about all of that and more in about 25 minutes today. So much appreciated if for you stopping by and listening to this episode with Sam. We Prapisorn from Cut Golf. We'll be right back after a quick word from our friends over at Four Golfers Network. Hi, this is Bill Hobson from the Four Golfers Network podcast. And as you and I enjoy this episode of Golf Unfiltered with my friend Adam, I'm reminded of an indisputable reality. We, as golfers, are nuts. We chase a small ball around the planet, spending thousands of dollars in the effort to get that ball into a tiny hole. We then yell at the ball and curse it when it doesn't listen, even though it can't listen, it's a ball. This insanity is all part of the magic of the game, and it's what we celebrate on the Four Golfers Network podcast every Monday when a fresh episode comes your way on Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeart, you know, all the places. So after you finish listening to Adam today, I'd love to have you check out the Four Golfers Network podcast, that's F-O-R-E, where we celebrate the game with top-name guests and an exploration of the things about golf that both drive us crazy and bring us back for more. I stink! The ball is just sitting there, and I can't hit it. No, no, no questions. Uh, can can we give you a hard time about getting out to the cut invitational this year? <laughs> you could do whatever you want, <laughs> whatever you need yeah, to we'll, do. We'll, we'll do. Yeah, we'll we'll do that at the end of it. Okay, sounds good. And, and by the way, you got to bring the misses out. You, <laughs> we want to hang out with her. <laughs> she is something. I would. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when she was going through picking out the the clothing, mm-hmm. uh, I was absolutely I, I don't know if I saw it on Twitter or on your story. I can't remember what it what it was on, but it was just I, I was dying laughing. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was she uh, she got pretty frustrated that day. Um, <laughs> yeah, so but yeah, there's a there's been a few people who have said you got to get her uh, uh, more content, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe we will. Who knows? <laughs> No, absolutely. It was great. No, it's always good to, you know, it's, you know what, that type of stuff is what humanizes you and yeah. it's what gets a guy like me to like, just like kind of pause. I think that's, that's, that's always something that, that uh, I would say golf and filtered and cut golf is ha- have in common is yeah. just a human, you know, like I, I just, yeah, I, I really enjoy your content. Even <laughs> I appreciate that, man. And I enjoy yours as well. And, you know, maybe we'll just get right into it. Um, listeners, as yeah. I mentioned at the top of the show, I'm talking to uh, Sam Weeprapasorn. He's one of the co-founders of, of uh, Cut Golf. He's been a uh, 
He's been on the show a couple times before. It's been a while since you and I last spoke, Sam. How are things hanging over there? Oh, things are, are, are very well these days. Um, can't complain. And I don't know if the listeners caught it or not. I'm, I'm talking to you from the inside of a vehicle parked inside of our own office <laughs> that we're now disguising as a is a phone booth nice um because uh yeah you know the the cool hip open office environment sometimes isn't uh conducive to uh focused and private conversations and we've got uh people on other on other calls and and then uh we just introduced uh the nerf guns into the building <laughs> i saw that on your story the other day you guys uh, seem to have a lot of fun out there yeah, I mean, no, no one is safe. Um, <laughs> expected to be ambushed uh, leaving the restroom, so that's why I go in there wearing a a range bucket as a, <laughs> as a helmet sometimes. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. You guys also have a golden tea machine, and right, and I'm talking like old school golden tea, not one of the newer ones. Yes, we do. <laughs> um, we have. I mean, this thing must. Let's see. I'm looking at it right now. I mean that that monitor isn't more than eleven inches in diagonal. <laughs> um, nice. So maybe the good folks over at Golden Tea might uh, think that we're worthy of an upgrade sometime soon. Hey, if you guys are listening, help Sam out. I mean, him and he's he's in a car for crying out loud inside, just so he can talk to us. You know, help him out <laughs> with a Golden <laughs> Tea machine. So, you know, Sam, I'm, I'm glad that you were able to come back on. I'd like to keep in ch- you know, touch with you guys, and obviously you know we're a fan of yours, and you just recently came out with an exciting new product. It's the first dual-core ball from Cut Golf, and it's the uh, Cut Blue DC. Uh, you were kind enough to send over a, a few samples for me to try them. I had the chance to play a few rounds with them already, and uh, once again, you've come out with a great product and an incredible price point. You know, what made you guys want to go down the dual core path because that's a pretty specific golf ball construction that I know a lot of listeners already have in their bags. Right. Well, I think the, the reason why we wanted to do it was once again, push the envelope from a value standpoint, Mm -hmm. um, from a performance standpoint, of course you want to, constantly be evolving and improving the product offering that we're putting out there to our customers. But I mean, there's no possibility to take a dual core product to the market at the 1995 price point. Sure. Um, we still feel that at 29.95, you're still at, I mean, I think the, the number off the top of my head is about 35% in savings hmm. versus the major brands, um, dual core offerings. Yeah, and at twenty nine ninety five, I mean that's something that's going to put you in a very competitive space. But for a golf ball of this quality and construction, you're you're not going to find another ball that I can think of off the top of my head that's even anywhere near that same technology standpoint. So I think you guys have definitely hit a pretty important niche. It, it, I would say we have, and and you know what? So far, the early reviews coming back in from customers been absolutely fantastic um and what i'm most proud about is the amount of time that we took in developing this product um the folks who helped us develop the product um not only our internal staff here and you know with with travis russell's our our main product uh, manager on on the golf ball side of things mm-hmm. but also you know some some folks that we have met along along our journey who have now hopped on board and said 
you know what, we're going to help you design and improve your golf ball moving forward. And to talk a little bit about the construction of the golf ball, it's a 360 dimple pattern. It's, you know, got 105 compression. It's available in optic yellow, which I think is a smart move on your part. A lot of people like that optic yellow. You know, there's a lot of different colors these days. And I know you guys offer other options in the color space as well. But, you know, it's funny how when we, you know, as, as a fellow golf uh, equipment junkie, it's, it's interesting to see how customer preferences evolve over time and yellow just being this thing that everybody wants. Right. And, and the optic yellow will be out later this summer. Um, mm-hmm. but currently what we have in stock is the dual core and, and, and the white cover. And by the August time frame, you should see the yellow um, coming online. And so it's also got a softer compression core, and that's really going to boost the long game, you know, and it definitely helps with spin. And so in my test on course with uh, the DC, I noticed that it is very similar to my current gamer, which is great, and everyone knows what I'm talking about. But, you know, I, I just love the fact that, you can really control this ball around the greens. And when you were testing and you were developing, you know, or, or getting ready to bring this this product to market, what were some of the qualities that you would hope that fans of Cut Golf would pick up on? Was it spin? Was it the distance? Yeah, of course. I mean, what, what we saw in the initial testing and, and something that told us this is something that we have to bring to the market was you're going to see an increase in the ball speed. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, also, you're going to see increased control from, let's call it, you know, guys that are coming in from 125 yards um, and going into the green. You're going to see increased uh, control mm-hmm. um, with with those shots. And you will also see an increase in, in, in green side control. So it, it was it's meeting all the characteristics um, that we were looking to improve our product line with. Um, I think there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with cut blue or cut gray, but this was just us taking that that step to the next level as well. So would you say then, in reference to your product line, that the, the DC is for a specific player type? And if so, what player type were you trying to hit for this? Yeah, I'm going to say it's, it's definitely for the lower handicap, more elite player. Mm-hmm. Um and that's, that's initially who we tested this ball with folks who maybe on, you know, on, on cut blue, they're like, okay, yeah, this is, this is good. And then when we went to them with cut, you know, blue DC, they said, okay, now, now we're talking, I, I'm actually willing to game this ball. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, before with maybe the blue, it was like, ah, you know, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll squeeze in the practice round with it. Now we're having people come back and say, you know what, this is now going to replace my gamer in the bag. Yeah, and I would say that those highly skilled players or, or players that are lower handicap, they they don't necessarily want too much difference in the performance of their equipment. They want to be able to really understand and predict what their equipment's going to do, especially the golf ball. And so I I am a single digit, and I've noticed that, hey, you know what, I know what that ball's going to do when I hit it, as opposed to perhaps, you know, balls that spin a little bit more, not knowing if it's going to stay on the green or not. And so during your testing, I'd imagine that some of the players that you spoke with experienced something similar. Yeah, absolutely. We actually had a guy knock one, uh, knock an ace in. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. So, I, I mean, that, that, that should have told us something. Um, 
but like I said, I mean, you, we, we like to, not only do we like to test on a track man and see what numbers are coming back in to me, you know, the numbers are great. And what we see in our testing just in house is that for the most part, all golf balls are comparable in mm-hmm. performance. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not going to see this dramatic loss in distance or the, you know, the spin numbers stay pretty consistent and, and, and usually in the right ball in the same ballpark, I should say. Um, so the, what we try to do is make sure that we have a sample size of folks that are testing the product on the golf course and they're giving us feedback in real time. Um, I, I, I might be there for some testing sessions. I may not be there for other testing sessions, just, just based on, you know, the, the location. Mm -hmm. Um, and when I'm there, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of like a silent, you know, bystander, if you will. You know, I, I, I don't tell people what's, what's in the ball or how the ball's built. I'm just saying, what, let's, let's get you on the course. Let's see how, you know, and give it to me straight. Don't, don't tell me it's great because I'm sitting here. Um, and at the end of the day, when these folks come back and say, yep, you have something here. This is a great ball. Here's my feedback. Mm. That's, that's really what means a lot to us and gives us the confidence to take a product to market. And so just to clarify too, for the listeners, when you say that, you know, the golf ball performs within the same ballpark, it, you're, you're suggesting that, you know, a dual core ball like the DC from Cut Golf performs similar to others in that category. Is that right? That's correct. Okay. Because I, mean, I think definitely not... people would say that there are golf balls that perform differently from one another. Correct. I mean, let let me be clear. You have to be apples to apples and oranges to oranges. Mm-hmm. You know, don't don't go comparing like cut red to you know a multi-layer urethane ball. We're we're not even in the right zip code at that point. Sure. No, <laughs> and that makes complete sense too. And that's an important thing for people, you know, consumers to understand. Where if they're going to go and they're going to test two products, and we talk about this all the time on this show. You want to make sure, like you say, to compare apples to apples because otherwise, of course, you're going to see a difference because you're not even in the same zip code to use your terminology. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, I wanted to yeah. talk a, a little bit about you know, your, your actual your, the testing that you do. And so would you say that you do most of your product testing on course? Um, I would say we do most of our product testing you know, in, in a simulator bay. Okay. And quite honestly... Um, I have no problem disclosing, you know, our testing methodology. Sure. The reason why we do the bulk of it in the testing bay and not outdoors at the moment is just it's just budgetary. Oh, makes um, sense. Yeah, it's not cheap. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it, it is not. Um, and I would, I would, I, I'm more than happy to entertain, you know, the the robot or the Iron Byron is as most of us like to call it, mm. testing outdoors. Um, I, I'm a little bit of a numbers geek and I know when we have the opportunity to do something, um, I will definitely be on site for that test, no matter where it's at. Um, but for the, for the time being, uh, the majority of our testing does does take place, you know, on a track, man, indoors. Mm -hmm. And when we test, we're testing our product versus other, you know, competitors product. And what we're trying to do is just establish a baseline for what our product does in comparison to the major brands, mm-hmm. not so that we can show that we outperform them, but we want to show that we're comparable to them. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that's an important distinction because, you know, obviously a pretty well-known uh, golf ball test has come out recently. And, you know, I think the people that have an issue with tests like that, they declare a winner. And you've been on the show a couple times, Sam, and you and I have talked about this offline too, where it's, you know, Cut is not the brand that's going to say we're going to outperform every other brand out there. That's never been your goal. Instead, as you just put put it, it's more to show that you can equip your game to comparable technology at a lower price price point. Do I have that right? That's absolutely correct, Adam. Um, we we are very clear. We're very disciplined in this approach. Um, I think there's. Off the top of my head, I could count about four or five major brands mm-hmm. that do that. You know, they play that game very well. They're equipped to play that game very well. You know, they got guys on tour weekend in, weekend out playing the product. Um, they have massive marketing budgets where they're where they're really able to hammer these messages out to to the everyday consumer of, of the golf ball. And you know what? Good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna stay in our lane. And we're just going to continue to offer our customers and new customers just a quality golf ball at an absurd value. And what that kind of transitions into a little bit, Sam, is just the the marketing of a product. And Cut Golf has definitely got... You, you talk about the lane that you stay in, and Cut Golf does a great job of having a strong social media presence. You have a lot of you know influencers on social media that are playing your product that you know people can see all the great events that you're doing. And when you try to mirror that with the actual performance of the golf ball, you know what is what is your take on that balance? Is it a hard thing to do? Is that something that you keep in mind? Performance versus the appearance that everyone's playing it. How does that all work? It is a fine balance. Um, it, you know, it's, I think as our brand continues to evolve and mature, mm-hmm. um, we find different ways to use our social media presence. Mm-hmm. And what I refer to is more of like our friends on social media um, who essentially were the cornerstone as to how we really got our, our brand out into the marketplace. Right. And they won't be forgotten. You know, I mean, we, we appreciate everything that they've helped us, you know, achieve along the way. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, you got to really take a step back also and say, all right, you know, I think it's time to, to, to really start positioning the brand in, in a different light mm-hmm. and using some of these folks to, to get a different message out there. And I think as we move forward, that message will be, you know, hey, look at look at what this ball is doing on the course. We have access to a great um, social media personality by the name of Brian Wilbor, mm-hmm. or Bdubsky as he's known on on Instagram. And and Brian has been a, a, a great advocate for our brand, um, and he's been very generous with his time and use of resources. Where he's gone out and said. Here, I'm going to set up a track man on the course and let's go see what we find. And he's feeding us this information. We use some of it to, to put out on social. We use other information to keep here internally. Um, but I think as we move um, throughout the rest of this year and into 2020, you're, you're going to see a little little transition into how we use these folks. And I think that's really smart because, and I like the way that you put it there, Sam, too, because I think we would both agree that 
in the beginning, you know, cut golf seemed to have a very youthful feel about it, you know, to kind of hit that specific demographic. But then with the introduction of other people playing the ball and, and kind of noticing that shift to performance-based content, it, it's nice to hear that that was a, a conscious effort to kind of make that shift. And so would you say that as your company matures, so too does the content that you put out on it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we won't lose sight of who we are, where we came from, and, and you know, where we've been. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, yeah, there's, there's moments where, you know, you're just going to see this evolution of the messaging. I mean, it doesn't mean that we're going to 180 degree, you know, abandon ship on the current set of messaging. Right. And then, you know, you would see this, you know, buttoned up version of cut. Um, (laughs) Right. That, that's not going to happen either, but it'll be a slight change that, that, that we're in for. Then that's smart, too. I mean, obviously, you have to kind of stick with what got you to where you are, you know, to a certain degree. But I think it shows a lot of maturity for a brand such as yours that's in such a very saturated market. I mean, when you think of golf balls, you think of so many different brand names. And it's nice to say, hey, you know what, in order for us to get in that conversation, we have to put out a product like the DC um, that not only compares to the ones that are being talked about all the time, but oh, by the way, you can actually have fun playing it, too. Right, and, and that's the whole basis for our brand is it has to be fun. I mean, if you entered the golf space not to have fun, then why even do it? Right. You know, I mean, I think some of the some of the most memorable moments that I've had in my role here to date have just been those those they've been more on the course. Obviously, I mean, there's just I've I've had a chance to play some go, you know golf with some amazing people along the way, and that's what reminds me of why we do this, um, and the reason for our brand, and that's what keeps us going here. And so you've got the the growth of the company that is great to see. You've got you know the, the you've got the Nerf guns. <laughs> you've got you know the products that are going out. You've got all this great stuff. You've got the great content. And maybe talk to me a little bit just about overall scale right now. I mean, you've got a great product line. You've got something for a little bit, you know, a little bit different for everybody. Where do you see this going ultimately? Do you see yourself now? You're you're in online stores as well, correct? And you're in brick and mortar pro shops also. Correct. Yes. I mean, uh, currently on golfballs.com, budget golf. Uh, rock bottom is is our lead e-tailers mm-hmm. um the growth of our amazon business has just been just off the charts Good. um the success that we've had at retail with worldwide golf shops so most folks would know that it's vans or roger dunn mm-hmm. um, or edwin watts is, to, to name a few um you know our efforts there are, are also have been very successful uh, for the first half of 2019, now we're having the growing pains that, that a company <laughs> in our spot has, which is I, I, I'm going to step out of this uh, this little makeshift phone booth here and someone's going to tell me, because I can see it right now, that we're now sold out of Cup Blue. Oh, wow. And, yeah, and, and, and selling out a product has been something that we've been experiencing since I want to say about March <laughs> through now. And yeah, I mean, you, you know, I, I have to get on a plane, go see factories, and, and, and do the rounds to make sure that this doesn't 
um, happen, but mm-hmm. it's also an impossible science to really gauge, you know, demand. I mean, to me, it's, I don't care how much analytics you have in the building, um, no one's to say um, or be able to predict, um, you know, how quickly your demand is going to grow for a company of our, of our stature. Um, all it takes is, you know, some extraordinary circumstance, uh, to happen and, you know, our, our inventory can shift, uh, at the snap of a finger. And that's what us being well stocked on the majority of our product lines. And so if I understand correctly, you're seeing the majority of your, your consumers coming in from, from online. Is that correct? Um, yeah, still to, to, still currently the, the bulk of our, of our consumers are, are, are buying online. Um, and then we still get, you know, folks saying, Hey, I'm glad to see you guys are in my local retailer. You know, you guys put out a great product when I'm in a pinch, I'm going to get it here. Nice. Um, and we want to see, uh, you know, we're also making that transition to making sure that we're a good partner for retailers, you know, not only just the folks at worldwide, um, but there's some, some discussions that are very interesting that to be had, um, expanding our retail business as we head into 2020 as well that's really encouraging to hear from and and i'm sure listeners listening to this because i know that there's a lot that are you know in the equipment space and i'm sure it's encouraging to them to hear that a company like yours that started in the garage i remember you telling me that you would just fulfill orders in your garage i'd imagine that you're you're not in the garage anymore are you or are you still no i was gonna say you moved out Yeah, um, I don't think the, that my wife would uh, appreciate the uh, Nerf gun battle going on in the garage or around the house. Um, so we're we're now out of the garage. That move happened uh, mid-April. We've settled into a really nice space here in uh, good old Costa Mesa, California. And, you know, we have a solid crew of guys that, that work at Cut Golf day in, day out. And we have a whole lot of fun and a whole lot of golf balls along the way. That's awesome, man. It's always good to talk to you, too, and just to learn a little bit more about, you know, what's going on over at Cut. You know, and again, listeners, you want to go ahead and check them out all over social media. You can follow them at Cut Golf, and the hashtag is hashtag Cut Golf DC to learn a little bit more about the Cut Blue DC. And you can, of course, go to CutGolf.co is their main website to go and take a look at all the great products they got going on. Sam, you know, I know that you and I, uh, you know, we don't have the chance to talk too often, but when we do, I always learn something new from you. And is there anything else that maybe you could tease for our listeners to kind of pay attention to cut golf for? Well, we currently have a more robust apparel line offering um, that will be coming out in 2020. Um, So really excited about that. Great. Uh, and then we can't let you off the hook too easily. <laughs> I knew this was coming. <laughs> the third, the third annual Cut Golf Invitational mm-hmm. is scheduled for October seventeenth and eighteenth. Okay. And That's... we we expect to see you out here. <laughs> uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna like. I'm gonna send a guy over from American Airlines to just pick you up. <laughs> hey, you know uh, that so, would actually so be. Fact, that would be pretty cool if that if you could make that happen. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, the, the, the airlines have lost all, all sense of service these days. I think a few years back or many years back, I should say that would have actually happened, but, uh, <laughs> right. um, but we, we, we got to figure out a way to get you out here to sunny orange County. Uh, so you can partake. We, we'd, we'd like to finally see you out at one. Yeah, man. I, you know, it's this darn day job just kind of, you know, dampers things, but I'll tell you what, I will do everything I can to make it out there. And I know you had mentioned you want, wanted me to bring Mrs. GU with, and, uh, hopefully, uh, we'll have some content out there too, that, uh, you guys can meet and, and she'll take a look at, uh, all the, the, the craziness that's going on around cut golf. Cause you guys are growing pretty big. Yeah, no, I just, I want to go shopping for, uh, my, uh, my <laughs> invitational, uh, script if you will yeah uh with mrs e, hysterical. <laughs> yeah she uh she'll, she'll pick something out nice definitely all right sam well i appreciate it as always i won't take up too much of your time thanks again for your uh, time today and we'll keep in touch all right sounds good adam thanks for having me on